0: Well, as I say every week, I just want to continue to thank all of those who've been a part of our worship service and putting our worship service together, Uh, for Jim Ritterbush, who was our liturgist this morning, Uh, for Gary Brubaker and the praise team who have handled our music selections. For, um, our, for Melody for working with our confirmation students and getting those videos uh, sent to us and all of the, the families that have supported these students and helped to get their, uh, get their faith statements sent in and, um, and written. We're grateful for all of those. So thank you. And as we continue in our series, we are talking about our prophetic imagination, how we see the world as it is and yet also as it could be. And thinking about how the ancient prophets, especially from the, those from the Old Testament, speak into our modern world. So last week, we talked about lamenting and grieving. We looked at lamentations. Uh, this morning, we're going to talk about the meaning of life. We'll look at Ecclesiastes. And then next week, we'll close the series with what could be, and we'll look at the prophet Jeremiah. So this morning, what is the meaning of life? Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I think that that throughout our lives, there are things that we search for. Um, And I think that probably for most humans, there's probably three things maybe more, but I think three things in per- in particular that we're all searching for. I think we're all searching for meaning. I think we're searching for belonging. And I think we're probably searching for a little bit of certainty. So this morning, let's talk about the search for meaning, for the meaning of life. What is the meaning of life? And it's a question that we do all ask Sometimes we find answers, and sometimes the answers are unsatisfying. And sometimes, well, we just don't get any answers. So, what's the meaning of life? I hope you have some answers. Well, let's talk about some of the places that we find answers. Um, Now, oftentimes when we ask this question... We, we want a, a reason for something that happened because in our logical brains, we need and want and desire an explanation. C happens because A plus B. That just makes sense, right? But then there are those things that happen in life that just don't make sense. Why do bad things happen? How does this thing make sense? What happens when A plus B equals purple giraffes? What's the meaning of life? So where do you search for answers? You can search in prayer, have conversations with friends and family. I know it's a conversation that I've had with many people as pastor and people have asked, well, where do I look in the Bible? Can the Bible give me the answer for where, what is the meaning of life? And it's found probably throughout all of the scriptures. But, you know, there's a place in the Old Testament that's known as wisdom literature. Um, and these are books that are Job, um, some of the Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Songs, or sometimes it's called the Song of Solomon, and these are wise teachings that were written by great teachers or sage uh, sages, just wise people wrote this. And King Solomon, David's son, King Solomon, is attributed to having written Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Songs, or Song of Solomon, depending on how it's printed in your Bibles. But the truth is, he may not have actually written any of the three of them but Solomon was still considered to be a very wise man. So uh, Song of Solomon or Song of Songs is a love poem um, about a deep relationship between people. So that's part of the wisdom that's offered there. And then there's Proverbs. Proverbs is a collection of pithy wisdom statements Um, a lot of common sense, a lot of, um, a lot of phrases that maybe you still, that you use or have heard. It's, it's a lot of common sense. And then um, from Proverbs, we move into Ecclesiastes. And in a lot of ways, Ecclesiastes is really like absurdist philosophy. And it's very different wisdom than Proverbs. In Ecclesiastes, it is the quest of the author to understand the world and the meaning of life. And this author is named Kohelet. And Kohelet is, well, very cynical, um, very cynical and um, has a lot of despair. So as you read the book of Ecclesiastes, um, it's a very cynical book with a lot of despairing. I mean, The very beginning of Ecclesiastes starts out with meaningless, meaningless, it's all meaningless. Um, Or maybe yours is translated vanity, vanity, it's all vanity. I mean, that's a book that you open up and you think, oh, I want to finish this one. Meaningless, meaningless, it's all meaningless. What is the meaning of life? Okay, so there's more to Ecclesiastes. Um, Ultimately, throughout the book of Ecclesiastes, um, the writer Kohelet encourages people to um, enjoy life because, well, ultimately everyone dies. So enjoy life. Uh, Eat, drink, and be merry. Maybe that's something that you have heard or said um, and you didn't realize that it comes from the Bible, but it actually does. Eat, drink, and be merry. um, That's found in Ecclesiastes, Along with some other places, in Isaiah, it actually says, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die, um, which is also repeated by Paul in some of the letters and in the Gospel of Luke. So it's not just a random phrase. This is biblical. Eat, drink, and be merry. So Ecclesiastes 3 is a well-known passage of scripture. Maybe you didn't know that this was a passage of scripture, but you uh, know this passage poem from uh, a song called turn 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 by the birds to everything turn turn. we don't have the rights to that so i can't finish it but you were singing it in your head so uh ecclesiastes three for everything there is a season a time for every matter under heaven And then it goes through and lists some of those things, some of those pieces, a time to be born, a time to die, a time for love, a time for peace, um, a time to gather stones, a time to throw away stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. There are 14 pairs of events that are shared in ecclesiastes 3. so ultimately that's 28 items and maybe you're thinking i don't care how many there are but here's why that's interesting Um, and here's why that's important because numerically speaking those are multiples of seven seven 14 28 and seven is a holy number or a complete number And so just by the way that the writer offers these phrases, there's something holy to pay attention to within them. And in the passage, there are emotional, physical, and social examples of what there is time for. And this time isn't like um, a clock time. This is like a season or a time frame, not necessarily an hour or minute. And within there, I think, is some of what is the meaning of life? Now, when you think about approaching life, there are some people who are just bored, just bored with life. And I think that that's a spiritual disease, that it feels like there's nothing left to create, nothing interesting to create. And that's Uh, that's just not true. God is continuing to call and reveal God's self to us and inviting us in this creation process. So to say that there's nothing interesting to create, has God reached the end of God? But sometimes we just get bored. And then there's this the cynicism or a cynical way to view life, which mocks and ridicules anything and everything, or maybe just something in particular. But when you hold something at a distance, it means it can't hurt you. And so this cynicism becomes a sort of way to protect ourselves. If I make fun of this, it doesn't hurt me, and I prove it doesn't hurt me. So we can look at life cynically or despair. Nothing matters and today will just be a repeat of tomorrow. Meaningless, meaningless. It's all meaningless. And sometimes it takes disruption to break out of these mindsets. For everything there is a season and for every matter under heaven Ecclesiastes' wisdom says, we still have today. Ellen Davis, who is a scholar and has done work, especially around Ecclesiastes, she says, we cannot determine the times for most of the important things in life, nor even choose the business to be busy with, for that's a gift from God. Nonetheless, there is a crucial element of choice in living well we must decide whether our posture will be one of acceptance or resistance, whether we will fight to the death, to the ever-changing rhythms of life, or whether we'll dance with them. For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A few years ago, I was uh, working at a church and we were setting up for an event uh, at church one night and it got to be just later than we all expected it to be. Um, And one of the families who was helping invited me to come over for dinner since um, we had all been working and they were going to order pizza. Um, And so um, they said, we'll order pizza, pick it up on the way and you can meet us at our house. Sounded great. So um, I got there just as the pizza had arrived, um, and uh, we all started setting the table. When um, all of a sudden, as we were setting the table, one of the kids shouted, Grandma's plates! And um, and everybody stopped, and the mom said, All right, Grandma's plates. Uh, and she went over to the china cabinet, and she started getting out the, the china to set the table. And as she was doing so, she said, okay, so the rule in our house is that anytime anyone feels the need to use grandma's china plates, they all, all they had to do was to say grandma's plates and they would use them. Uh, she explained that when she was growing up, she saw her grandma's china in her cabinet and whenever she would visit grandma by herself, Grandma would let her eat lunch on the china plates, and it always just made her feel so special. So she said she wanted her kids to feel that way as well, Um, and so that's why when she inherited grandma's plates, all they had to do was call for the plates. So she said, I figure it's because you're here for dinner. That's why they want to use grandma's plates. So um, we sat down and we were eating our pizza uh, and the mom says, to, uh, says, well, why did you think that uh, you, we should use grandma's plates? And she kind of winked at me like, this is going to be good. You're going to be embarrassed. <laughs> um, and the child, uh, the daughter who called for the plates, she said, well, since Pastor Melissa came over, we ordered pizza from the fancy pizza place and not the gross one. And uh, the fancy pizza place is my favorite. So since we got to order from the fancy pizza place and not the gross pizza place, I thought we should use grandma's plates for this special dinner. And the mom kind of looked at me like, oh, no. Um, She said, I I think you mean because Pastor Melissa is here? (laughs) And um, her daughter said, no, it's because my favorite pizza is here. Sometimes what needs to be celebrated is my favorite pizza is here. Sometimes it's something ordinary that's special. We often look for the extraordinary things in life to give meaning. But Ecclesiastes tells us it's not just in the extraordinary, but in the ordinary, in the rhythms of balance. Brad Montague says... Absurd times call for absurd amounts of love. There's also a proverb, a quote. It's not how you weather the storm. It's how you dance in the rain. For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. We have this beautiful poem from Proverbs or from Ecclesiastes that gives us these, this way to view the world. And then the passage continues. In chapter in in chapter three, nine through fourteen, the rest of the passage is sort of a response to the first. What gain have the workers from their toil? I've seen the business that God has given everyone to be busy with. He has made everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of past and future into their minds. Yet they cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Moreover, it's... God's gift that all should eat and drink and take pleasure in all their toil. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done this so that all should stand in awe before them. That which is, already has been. That which is to be, already is. And God seeks out what has gone by. Ecclesiastes, Kohelet, is a little wise, isn't he? There is a time for everything and a purpose for everything under heaven. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. And a time to pluck up what has been planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw away stones, a time to gather stones a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, a time to sew, a time to keep silence, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What is the meaning of life? God created you. God loves you. God is with you always. God blesses you. Go and be a blessing to others. Grandma's plates. Amen.